Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This podcast is sponsored by nonprofit Professional Performance 360 magazine. Hi, this is Paul Lemberg, and I want to welcome you to Orchestrating Success with Hugh Ballou. This podcast is all about ways to redefine leadership as a pathway to increasing your business or nonprofit income. Now, here's Hugh with today's session. Welcome to Orchestrating Success. This is Hugh Ballou, and this episode is about getting in front of people. If you speak or you want to speak, that's how you build your position of influence. On stages, large or small, in front of people, this is where leaders get themselves known. Build your sphere, sphere of influence. A lot of people think they want to speak. Very few people know how to make it happen. So my guest on this podcast is a new friend who is really dynamic, and she's got 10 secrets to getting booked. If you want to get out there, this is the way to do it. My guest today is Jackie Lapin. Jackie, welcome. I'm so happy to be here, Hugh. I'm excited to be able to impart something that I hope will help folks. Well, it'll it'll help them if they do something. And so, <laughs> well, yeah. and you know, that's one of the first things we're going to talk about. <laughs> so before we um, get into your, your content here, say a little bit about yourself and how did you develop this expertise that you share with so many people? Well, believe it or not, I started as one of the first women sports writers in America. And I segued into having one of the largest sports special events and cable TV PR agencies uh, in the country. And you would know my client base. I, I had Toyota Motorsports and the National Hockey League and uh, the Los Angeles Marathon and, uh, you know, Avon and cable networks. And it's, it goes on and on and on like that. Um, and the last thing that I did, and everybody, what everybody remembers me for, is I launched the Worldwide Poker Phenomenon with the World Poker Tour. <laughs> that may be on my epidaph. <laughs> um, and so from there, I wrote two books on personal growth and started to really decide that my heart was more in serving the conscious messengers of the world, the transformational leaders who were really making the world a better place um, through helping people individually, helping businesses grow, helping the planet be a better place. So I completely switched my agency over to serving that community. And um, it really was, that was what called to my heart. And so I ended up working with such leaders as Don Miguel Ruiz, uh, James Twyman, the Peace Troubadour, Joe Vitale, Denise Lynn, Ariel Ford, Hay House, et cetera. And I was doing radio media tours where I introduced them to 3,000 personal growth radios, 400 health and wellness radio shows, and 500 podcasts. And I still do those, actually, all the time. 
excuse me. It chokes so me saw- up too. It chokes me up too. <laughs> yeah, those are quite, those are really big names. Yeah, thank you. But I also work with first time authors, you know, people all over the map. And uh, many of the folks came to me and said, well, can you book us for speaking engagements? And I thought about it for a little while and decided that we were better served by giving people direct contacts where they could book themselves. And so I started to develop a process to give people the information that would enable them to book themselves, both on, uh, in, in uh, speaking engagements, radio shows, podcasts, and virtual summits. And so was born Speakertunity. And so I'm the founder of Speakertunity, and I'll talk a little bit more about that later today. But one of the things that I noticed is that people really need to look, know a little bit more about what it is that a speaker booker is looking for. So if you're trying to get on other people's stages, you really want to be able to know what those opportunities are and what, they're, what it is that's going to tune into their wavelength. <coughs> I'm so sorry. We're gonna... No, not a problem. So that's what I set out to do is to not only give them the opportunities, but tell them a little bit about what they're going to need to know in order to get booked. And so that's what we're going to do today. Um, But so I have, uh, I've been speaking myself. As you know, we were just talking about, I was, I was on several stages in the last couple of weeks. Um, Women's Prosperity Network and a number of others. And so I practice what I preach. And I reach out to people to uh, propose that I present to their communities. And that's what I'm going to offer here. Ah, yeah. And you and I, that's really great. You and I connected on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And I was out there finding people that had a sphere of influence looking for podcasters. And you said, I don't have a podcast, but I got this. And um, what got your attention about me? That you want to well, do? I'm looking for podcasters to tell my community about leading podcasters. So you were a perfect match. We each had something that the other one was looking for. And so, um, and I believe that, you know, that, that someone who has a message is is um, holding back from the world if they're not delivering their message. You're cheating the world of what you can offer. And so the more people that I can find like yourself so that people can deliver those messages, the more I can empower others to help make this world a better place. So okay. you are a you were a, a, a beautiful grace, um, gra- grace and opportunity for people. Well, um, I do have a following and I'm happy to um, share this really good information. I, can, I can't wait. Let's get into the content. Um, we've we've, we've uh, tempted people with it. Let's give them the hard content now. And I'm going to take notes. So if you hear a little bit of clicking, I'm sorry, I'm taking notes. Well, these are the 10 secrets successful speakers use to keep their calendar booked year round. So the, I'm going to do them in order. Uh, we're going to do a countdown. And so we're going to do number 10 first. And number 10 is you have to actually 
commit time to booking. So I recommend that you spend three hours every week on your booking process. If you can't do the time, you can't earn the dime. Ooh, good. And part of that is you also have to be smart with your selection. You know, you don't want to go for mega speaking engagements when you're in the beginning of your journey. You want to go for the low-hanging fruit, the kind of opportunities that you know you can get. You want to go for local opportunities initially or within your industry, things where you know that people are actually likely to put you on the stage. Another reason that you want to do that is because you want to start developing your signature speech and you want to sort of test it. And if you're not really yet to the point when it's doing what it should, you don't want to do that on a big stage. You want to do that on smaller stages and you can see what works and what doesn't work and then you can work up. So the best thing is, and most speakers know, you have to focus on the market that where you can actually start getting opportunities. So that's um, uh, secret number one. Secret number two is that you don't want to turn your nose up at speaking engagements that are considered unpaid rather than paid. Most people want to think, oh, I want to go out and speak and get paid. Well, there's a lot of issues with that. One, they are few and far between. Those are much, much tougher to get. You want to take advantage of the opportunities of what people would call unpaid, but actually are, you can actually look at them, our speak to enroll, where you're speaking in front of a group and you're trying to enroll them in something that you're doing. You want to either get their opt-in, you know, you want them to opt into your list. You want to sell them something. You want to get them to come to another workshop. So I call it speak to enroll. You can also call it fee waived speaking engagements because you say, all right, well, this was my normal fee, but I'm going to waive it for you because I want to speak to your organization. And so you've kind of established that, yes, you're a, you're a professional speaker, that you earn money, but you're willing to speak to them because you really want this audience. So that's really an important um, definition. And um, some of the, you know, and what, what you'll really find is that people who are using speaking to fill their clientele or to grow their business or to change more lives, they're really, you know, you can actually make more money doing speak to enroll than you can on a paid engagement. Mm -hmm. If you do the numbers, and most professional speakers will tell you this, I mean, even people that get paid, they would actually prefer to be on a speak to enroll stage because the number that they can make is much greater in the outcome. If you have a, if you know how to sell, and there are lots of wonderful speaker teachers, and in fact, on Speakertunity, we have a great uh, re resource page where we provide speaker trainers and you know, people like yourself can, you know, have, have colleagues that you would recommend. <clears throat> um, if, you, if you can speak to sell, if you're good at it, if you are matched to the right audience, if you have a, a price point that's matched to that audience, you know, the uh, upside is very unlimited. But 
when you talk about a paid engagement, you're looking at a set amount of money. And a lot of times, they will not let you engage with the audience after the fact. So you lose all the benefit of having all of those people there and you know, getting them to follow you. And they also limit um, your, your ability to sell from the stage most of the time. It's, you know, it's your one and done. So, um, you know, there are, there are other factors involved, one of which is getting those paid engagements is a very high barrier. You really have to be very good. You have to have had a track record. You have to, uh, when, they, when they're evaluating who they're gonna put on their paid stages, they wanna see who you've spoken to before. They wanna know that you've had good success. Um, and they are going to uh, expect a high level of performance out of you. And if you're not yet at that stage, well, a couple things can happen. One, if you keep trying for the big pay, high paid events and you don't get them, it's gonna discourage you. And frankly, you don't want to get out when you're starting to speak and feel like you're getting a lot of rejections. My goal here is for you to get a lot of acceptances early on, build your confidence, and then go on from there. If you're, if you're getting deflated each time, you're just gonna walk away. And another factor is, you know, you would rather have some, be on, on somebody's stage who you can wow and get, instead of getting on a big stage where they have lots of people and then not be at the top of your game yet, you know, that uh, isn't going to serve you well going forward. So this is really good stuff. Part of what I bring to uh, people who are developing their business is my, my skill as a musical conductor, as you know. And one of the things that conductors do, uh, musicians do generally, actors, uh, we rehearse. And, mm -hmm. and speakers need to do the same thing. And, and what's come into mind is Zig Ziglar um, said, um, um, he had to give a speech a thousand times before it was any good. Mm. Uh, and so, I mean, he's the best of the best. So that's very telling. So I find that as I do more of these, I get in a rhythm, I get better, I fine tune, my confidence is up. I did four, four presentations in 10 days uh, a week ago. Um, and I just felt like I was, I was in the rhythm there. So there's a, a whole piece of this rehearsal that it's part of my, my leadership principles. The third one is rehearse for success. That is so key, Jackie, you get better and then you move up to higher engagements. So I just wanted to punctuate that's a key piece for me. Well, I agree with you. And one of the things that I found is when I did my last book, which was the best spiritual book of the year at the International New Age Trade Show, it's called Practical Conscious Creation. When I did 100 interviews by phone on that, I went out to do my first live in-person interview. I was so much better because I had done it so many times on the telephone that when I presented in, in person, it just flowed. So, yes, rehearsal is absolutely a key factor in the performance. No question. Good point. Thank you. So, we're on to secret number three, and that is having killer assets. Now, one of the first thing that happens when a speaker goes to book you, a speaker booker goes to book you, is they're going to go look at your website. And if you have a 10-year-old website, you're going to shoot yourself in the foot. Oh. You need to have a contemporary website in that horizontal design 
<clears throat> with large photos and limited text um, in that in the current contemporary style. And of course, you can send people onto your back pages for more information, <clears throat> but it has to look sexy. So, and you, and you should also have a speaker page on your website as well, um, with you know great video uh, where they see you presenting, um, and you know maybe your speaker one sheet. We'll talk about that in a second. But you really need to have a powerful, powerful website. That's number one. Number two, you have to have a speaker one sheet, which is a one page or back to front document that defines who you are and why you're so fabulous and what, you're, what you are saying that's going to serve the audience. What problem are you solving for the audience? <clears throat> um, and in fact, I think we'll talk a little bit more about that a little in, a bit, in a minute. So you need to have a great speaker one sheet. Related to that is you need contemporary photos. <laughs> I know we're all a little vain. <clears throat> we don't want to see all this gray hair or, you know, wrinkles on our face. But the truth be told that if you walk into that room and you don't look like your website or your speaker one sheet, you have just told the audience that you're inauthentic. And you really need to walk in authentically as to who you really are right now. Now, this is not to say that you shouldn't, you can touch up those photos a little bit, but they need to reflect who you are now. And so that's a really important factor. Um, video, we just talked about video. It's really important that you have video of you speaking and engaging with the audience, not you talking to your computer, to, the, to your uh, community on your computer. They need to see how you present. It could be a sizzle reel, but a lot of times uh, three to five minutes worth of actual video of you presenting, and it should be good quality video. <clears throat> it should not be something that's taken on your cell phone with bad sound, bad lighting, etc. So, and there are lots of ways to get that video, um, <clears throat> but you really need to look at, at, at spending the money or getting somebody to do it for you that you know. Um, another thing is when we're talking about this, you need to have a great opt-in lure, something that's going to get people to opt into your website. And you, there are lots of ways to get them to do that. Um, and we'll talk about uh, a little bit of that a, a little bit. Well, one of the ways that you can do it is some of the, the contemporary things that you're using these days, like getting people to text. And once they text in, then uh, you respond back with whatever it is that you're giving them. And now you've got them in your list. You can also do contests on site. You can hand out forms on site uh, for them to, uh, you know, enter a contest. There's lots of different ways, but you want to be able to have something that's a great opt-in before you ever walk into uh, to do your speaking engagements. And another thing is, if you happen to have a book and you're promoting that book, <clears throat> you want to make sure that you have enough copies because a lot of times I see people who all of a sudden the host will say, you know, um, we have this audience of 50 people. Do you have enough books? And that person says, oh, I didn't order enough because with print on demand these days, you don't have to actually have them in hand. So if you're going to go do a speaking engagements and you have a pretty fair idea what the audience is going to be, make sure that you also have books on hand. Don't get caught 
with any without any of these things and then have the the speaker booker say to you uh well you mean you don't have those things <clears throat> so be ready so you want to engender trust by having the right assets and being well prepared to before you ever get on their stages that was you know this is the problem with common sense is it's not very common and <laughs> This is a checklist, and I speak to a lot of people building their business. They want to be a speaker, but they really haven't defined a lot of this stuff. And they don't have this stuff. And so we show up, and people that, that book you are just going to put you aside and go to the next person. So this is essential information. Thank you. Let's go on. I don't want to interrupt you. Let's go on. No problem. Number four are testimonials. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Now, it's all well and good if you have client testimonials, but what a speaker booker is going to look for are testimonials from other bookers. <clears throat> they want to see other people who you've spoken for who are raving about you. And it's great if you have just a number of them, but it's even better if you have them in their genre. So if you're speaking at Unity Churches and you want more Unities, make sure that you have uh, testimonials from unity ministers because they listen to each other they look to see who else liked you if you're in the corporate world then you want to do corporate if you're doing um, associations you want to have association plan uh, meeting planners so any of those kinds of things so your test now if you don't have those yes don't go without them use some of the ones that you might happen to have from your clientele but as soon as you can replace them with the ones from speaker bookers, that's really something that you should do. Um, you know, and, and the risk there is that if somebody thinks that they're the first one booking you, they may not take a chance on you. So good mm -hmm. testimonials will really make a big difference for you. I never thought of that, Jackie never occurred to me and I do this all the time so who who speaks of uh, yeah go on this I'm 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 writing notes here fast and furious <laughs> well and the next one I'm sure you're more you're familiar with and that's present yourself as an authority mm. you want to trade on your authority now I know most of us have been told all our lives you know don't talk about yourself it's not nice to promote yourself and boast but this isn't the time to be humble. When you're booking yourself, you need to really present yourself as an authority, as an expert, even if you may not feel like one. It's kind of act as if, and position yourself as if that you are the ultimate expert in whatever it is that you're doing. And when you're doing that booking, you wanna use really powerful words, adjectives like powerful, acclaimed, insightful, highly regarded, a breakthrough, um, all of those kinds of words. And I, when I write speaker one sheets or, or media kits for people, I'm always injecting adjectives that just elevate them. And that's what you need to do with yourself. Absolutely. And when I work with clients, I help people build their position of influence. And we, we attract people to us because we are an expert in something. And, and I learned also a long time ago, um, people that hire speakers don't hire speakers. They hire experts who speak. Is that true? Absolutely. You bet. 
Yeah, most of the time. And most of the people that I think may be listening to this are really, they're people who are trying to fill a clientele to attract more business, to change more lives. And so you're not necessarily a keynote professional speaker. You're somebody who's imparting information from your position of expertise mm -hmm. to make people want to come to you because they want more of what you're offering. So you need to give them a taste. I mean, really what speaking is all about is giving value, giving so much value in your presentation rather than holding back that they want to come to you. Now, that doesn't mean you give everything away because you want to make sure that they do come to you. But it's the value that's going to bring them to you in the first place. So, I mean, I am not one of those believers in people that do webinars and, and presentations where they give you two little tidbits that fill with a lot of fluff and then think you're going to come running after them. Um, that's not the way to build the trust in a, in, a, in, a, in a clientele that really is going to follow you, want what you have, buy from you. So you really need to show them up front that the investment is worth it. Sure. And you're really demonstrating competency. And if you demonstrate competency, you don't have to sell yourself. People say, I want more of that. Exactly. Yep. Mm -hmm. Absolutely right. So one of the other ways that you can position yourself as an expert is if you do have a book, all you have to do when you're writing your speaker one sheet or talking in your, in your letter to the speaker booker is say, I am the author of, and that in itself makes you an expert. Mm -hmm. So whatever your book is about, if it's clear what the, what the book is, or you might have to add, a, I'm the author of a book mm -hmm. on such and such, or you know, the, my body of knowledge you know, in this book, so, you know, that being an author, it helps also position you as an authority. So, um, so secret number five, dare to be different. Speaker bookers get so many over the transom solicitations and half of them look the same. And I can't tell you how many times I listen to wellness people say, I help people remove their blocks. Or um, I help people get out of pain or whatever it is. You know, it has got to be far more defined than that. What is the, spe the specific unique selling proposition, your specific positioning that you're bringing to the table that is different than everybody else's? And there's a couple of, <clears throat> there's some ways to do that. Obviously, content is one of them. What's the content that's different? Another is how you appear. Now, for example, when I do speaking engagements, I always dress in what you would call goddess wear. Long dresses to the floor and beaded and fun, beautiful jackets. And people remember me because I work in the transformational space and miracles, etc. And it's my signature look. But there's also, um, I, you know, think of um, Patch Adams, the uh, fellow who they made, uh, uh, Robin Williams made the movie about, the brilliant iconoclastic doctor who works with children all across the world, but he really comes across as a, as a medical iconoclast. And so he dresses in Hawaiian shirts and wacky things with all kinds of funky you know, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, art on them. And in fact, I saw him on an airplane at one point and uh, he looked uh, just like he does in his speaking engagements. Uh, but that makes him, sets him apart. So I've seen people dressed in all kinds of unusual, or doctors come in on it with their scrubs, you know, 
there's lots of different ways to make yourself distinctive on stage. Well, um, if you are the goddess, then you want to show up as the goddess. And Jackie, Jackie is. Um, yeah. And you've, I guess you've seen my pictures. I show up with my tails. You've seen that. That's my differentiator. There you go. <clears throat> Absolutely. Perfect example. Um, you can also find a unique approach to a familiar topic. When I wrote my Practical Conscious Creation book, there were a ton of books on manifesting out there. But because I wrote a book about practical strategies to actually raise your personal frequency, mm -hmm. and I didn't say, I'm going to just teach you how to manifest. I'm going to teach you how to be a better, faster manifester by doing this. People were willing to book me like crazy. <clears throat> so it was a time when the secret was out. Everybody was talking about manifesting. But because I took a very different approach, everybody was really interested. Wow. Sorry about it. I'm, I'm uh, fighting a little cold this week. Um, another is to have a great human interest story. And uh, <clears throat> some of the ones that I can think of right off the top of my head, there's a gal named Jen Bricker who was born without any legs. And um, she um, had a passion. She got, she, her parents gave her up for adoption um, because they couldn't, um, they couldn't provide for her. So she was adopted into a wonderful family, but she had this passion for gymnastics. And so this remarkable woman became a significant gymnast in her state mm. with no legs. But she had this, this affinity, this, you know, this passion for Dominique Marcineau, the great Olympic gymnast. And she was her idol. And when Jen actually went looking for her birth parents, she discovered that they were the parents of Dominique Mersenot. What? Mm. Is that a remarkable story? Oh. It was actually her sister. And they both had a passion for gymnastics. Anyway, she's a brilliant, brilliant speaker. <clears throat> Another one that I can think of is um, my friend um, uh, Rhonda Britton who you might've seen on television. She had a daytime. And Rhonda watched her father murder her mother. And that's how her story began. And she basically became homeless as a teenager and lived on people's couches and in her car and, and, and scraped to grow and, and survive that. And, her tremendous story of survival and thrival is an amazing one that she tells in front of the stage. And of course, then there's Neil Donald Walsh, Conversations with God, who was homeless in his car until he started talking to God. These are all great personal growth, personal uh, human interest stories. Most of us who, in, who are doing something in the personal growth space have one of those. Mm -hmm. I, I myself had one. <clears throat> wanting to be a sports writer as a child, people saying that, you know, you're not going to survive. You know, you're not going to be a sports writer. Girls aren't sports writers. Well, I was, I'm happy to say that I was at the Detroit Free Press at 20, um, at the Associated Press and on the front pages of the LA Times by 21, and at the Washington Post by 22. So, you know, everybody has their story in this space of coming from a place of uh, oppression, adversity, et cetera, 
and coming forward and being able to help others. And so you want to tell that story. That That is also a memorable way to get a booker to want to have you on, on the stage. Love it. Love it. I had to learn to include stories because it was content, content, content. And I find when I include stories, um, I can see a difference in the audience. Then I go from the story into why did I tell that and move into my point. So mm -hmm. the right stories at the right place told with the right rhythm and the interest. So that's great. One of my, um, one of my trainers that I hired to coach me on presenting was a drama professor where I lived and we talked about when to come in, where to stand, where to pause. So there's a whole art to presenting and around the story piece. Don't just tell the story, tell the story. So that's, that's a big deal for me. And I had to really work on that. So a lot of speakers don't think of that. Thank you. That's great. Yeah. I mean, and, and certainly when I'm on stage, that's the first story I tell, you know, because I want people to really, uh, want to identify with me because once they know my heart, then they're going to really want my information because they know that I care about them. So that's, that's really a key to a speaker's presentation is being able to somewhere weave your story in, as you said. So um, absolutely. It's great. another, when you talked about starting, this is another big deficit I see over and over, even with accomplished speakers. Um, how your first 30 seconds, how you show up and how you mm. grab the audience. And I, I hate when I go and people, they, they got a notes and they shuffle them around, they mess the projector. Well, uh, thanks for having me here today. And I prepared this and all of this stuff. By then I'm going to sleep and I'll, sh I'll send you one of my keynote clips, but at the very beginning I come out and I engage the audience with no words. I have them sing. Or have them uh, rhythm, and so I do things, and they respond, and then I say, "You knew exactly what to do, and I never told you what to do." That's leadership, and so my my trade, my people talk about that forever. You know what he did? He came out and he had a sing, and he didn't say a word, and and so that's that's another version of what you're talking about. It's not a story, but it's how do we reach out and make an impression on our audience? And that particular one, ever since I've been speaking, that's how I engage people. So that. Um, that's another piece where you start with a story. I start with an inter, uh, interactive piece. I think that's so key where you place the story and, and people are going to say, Oh, you got to hire this guy cause he really grabs an audience. So I wanted to validate your, your points are really good. Jackie. Actually the very, the, the best way to get started for somebody that's just looking for a way in is to ask the audience a question and get them to raise their hands. Mm -hmm. So if you say, would you like more or, you know, have you ever experienced, Get them engaged from that standpoint, and that's a great way to start to get start and get into your speech. Absolutely. Cool. So we're on to secret number four, and that's it's not about you. When you are pitching a speaker booker, it's all about the audience and what you are doing for the audience, how they're going to change, how they're going to be motivated, how are they going to take action, what is it that you are doing that's going to shift them from where they are to where they need to be. And so what you need to establish when you're pitching yourself a, to a speaker booker, it's that W-I-I-F-M, what's in it for me? The radio station W-I-I-F-M, what's in it for me? Um, so if you can establish what's in it for the audience, 
that's really the key trick to getting them to say yes to you. You have to show in your materials that this is going to solve a problem that the audience is experiencing. So that's really, really critical. <clears throat> Secret number three, and it's relevance, relevance, relevance. How your topic is relevant to that specific audience. You, what, it, they, what they need, what they want, and what, it, what you're offering that helps them advance, learn, or heal. Um, and if you can't show that in very quickly, you're, you risk getting immediate rejection. So it's really important to that. So I'm now going to give you five questions that are going to help you tell them how relevant you are. Mm -hmm. So the first question is, is it the right demographic, age, or gender match? So if you're talking to a group of seniors and your topic really has an appeal for more millennials, you're not going to resonate and they're not going to book you. Same thing goes for ethnicity. Same thing goes for, um, you know, gender differences. You know, if your audience really, if your topic skews to women and it's a strongly male audience, it's not going to work. So you have to make sure that the booker you're pitching, you have the right demographic match. The next thing is, is your story their story? If you can establish that what you've been through and your experience and your expertise matches what they've been through and what they're experiencing, such as, you know, certainly there are, there's PTSD or, um, or uh, uh, violence and abuse or all of those kinds of things. If you're telling a dramatic story or business failure, if you're telling a dramatic story, and they have experienced it, that's a good match. The next thing, is it the right skill level and match for this audience and what they need to, to, to know and learn at this point? If your topic is an elementary topic, but your audience is more advanced, you're going to lose them. And it's exactly the same. If your, if your topic is too advanced, it's an elementary audience, they're going to be off in la-la land. So that has to be a good consideration. The next is do you fill a gap or match a theme that this booker is looking for? A lot of times the bookers will, will have a series of different uh, uh, topics over a course and you can look and say, well, they really haven't touched on my topic. So that's a really good time to go in and say, hey, I noticed that you haven't gotten to this yet. Would this be a good match? The other thing is that podcasts and speaking engagements and conferences a lot of times have a theme. And if your theme is right for what they're looking for, then that's, that's going to get you a lot closer to getting yes for a, for a booking. Another thing is, is it hot? Is it a topic everybody is looking to learn about? For example, Facebook Live. Many, many people are trying to figure out how to master Facebook Live. And it's a really hot topic. So if you've got something that's hot and trendy and everybody wants, that's also going to put you in really good steam. So when you are looking to get yourself booked, you need to see if, in fact, you can, you, you can really make, take advantage of these kinds of matching factors that are going to get you on those stages. You never thought about that? 
I usually broker Scott says I want something like this, but delving into what do you want them to walk away having having learned or experienced or you know, what are the objectives of this? That's great. That's great. Good stuff, Jackie. Thank you. So number secret number two is pretty simple. Sparkling writing. So if you're going to be presenting submission materials, everything has to be really powerfully written. Poorly written, badly constructed, boring, indistinguishable prose will lose the booker's interest in under 30 minutes, 30 seconds, excuse me. So you really have to have, there's seven real key factors for strong, for strong writing when you are presenting your materials. It has to have a great subject line when you're sending that initial pitch. It needs to have a great headline that, is, that points to what it is that you're going to be offering and how it solves that problem. It needs a great lead paragraph, great storytelling, which we were just talking about, if you're gonna tell your story in the, in the document. Great what was, related what was, what was that last one? Great storytelling. Okay. How you how you tell your story in a few words. Yeah. The next thing is um, great relatability. Those things that we were just talking about is their story, your story. And here's the simple one: correct grammar. Oh my. Yeah, that one's a tougher, tougher one. <clears throat> and conciseness. It needs to be really put together, tight in a in a really selling manner. So it needs to be well-written, exciting, enticing, informative, validating, and captivating. It doesn't have to be award-winning. It just needs to be good. So you really want to write, rewrite, spell check, and give it to other people to look at to see if it's something that makes sense for them. You know, in that correctness piece, if you're sub submitting stuff in the cover letter, make sure you've got the person's name spelled correctly. Yes. Yes. And here's a little hint. In that subject line, you also want to put the person's name in the subject line. Really? Yeah. Can Susan. You give us an example? Susan, uh, please consider me for um, speaking at the such and such and such. Or Susan, um, how would you like a speaker on whatever? <clears throat> And this is your, your subject line of your email. Mm-hmm. Because they know that it's not a, an e-blast. Oh, got it. And that's one of the, the, the I actually um, have a training program called the Get Book Training Program, where I teach you to write all the materials that are going to get you booked. Your speaker one sheet, your radio TV pitch letter, Oh, the, the correspondence, excuse me, the radio, the speaker went to you, and the correspondence to the speaker booker that we're talking about here, the, your radio TV pitch letter, your media kit, and how to get virtual summit ready um, so that you can slay those virtual summit hosts. Um, and so, you know, and in that process, that's one of the secrets that I te teach, putting a, the speaker booker's name in the, in the subject line. So there's a ton of really, really valuable information in that. Uh, it's called the Get Booked Training Program. So if anybody's interested, we can talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, I, want to capture, I want to capture those leads before we quit. So I heard you say on the sparkling writing, there were eight tips. Um, did you say eight? I got seven. 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 
Seven. All right. I was following you. Thank you. So, yeah, we got them all. <clears throat> so secret number one is an elevated attitude that builds relationships. Now, the first thing that you should know is that bookers really do talk amongst themselves. And I think you'd probably rather be the subject of great buzz than a bad rap. Um, so make sure that you use gentle persistence. You don't want to harangue a speaker booker to get on their stages because you're just going to create ill will. And the, the proper amount of contact is three, the rule of three. So it's either two emails and a phone call or one email and two phone calls. And if they have not responded back by that time, let it go and leave the door open for future opportunities where you might have something that's more suitable for what they want. But don't burn that bridge just by getting irritated or, you know, trying to get them to, to give you that. Time. Well, yeah, and it's hard. Uh, and I, I, I temper that. And there are people that never tell you whether you got it or not, and they won't respond. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And so you just have to let it let go and move on to somebody else at that point. Um, so one of the things is you need to be flexible too. So let's say you get somebody to say yes to they, you know, they want, they want you, but they're going to put you on a, you know, at the last person of the, of the conference or on a, on a stage that you're not thrilled about. Build that relationship, do it. Don't complain, make, make it work, accommodate their needs, whatever it might try, might be make that first first engagement a win for both of you and then you can start working your way up the ladder and encouraging them to give you better opportunities in the future well Jackie I spoke for a professional association uh, last week on Friday and I was the closing speaker of the conference and I thought that was great positioning so in that case it worked to my benefit they were ready to go it was the the last gig and they, I, you know, my interpretation, my humble interpretation is they save the best for last. <laughs> uh, well, and absolutely, especially if you have a strong close, but some of the reasons that some people don't want to be on last is a lot of times people have left the conference. Another factor is that, um, you know, if everybody's selling something, you know, they've already had a buying fatigue. So, you know, that, that impacts some people and they think, oh, it's not the best place to be. But like you, if you're a strong closer and you have something that nobody else is offering and it absolutely suits the situation, then there's, then closing, the closing is a good, it's a good one, especially if it's not on a Sunday afternoon, if it's, you know, somewhere during the week, weekday. So, um, yeah. so, uh, so yeah, absolutely. That's, um, that's really a good good uh, way to go. So those are the um, 10 speaker secrets, but now you have all this information. Now you know what you're doing when you're going in there to try to pitch yourself. But the question is, where do you pitch yourself? And what happens with most people is that they don't do this because they don't have the time, it's too much work. They don't know where to look for speaking engagements. They get tied up in their daily work and they don't have the opportunity to go out and look. So we try to create something that's going to make it easy, inexpensive, and really time-saving for transformational leaders, anybody with a message of empowerment, um, heart-based business skills, business building skills, 
um, uh, spirituality, personal growth, um, anything in that whole spectrum. So we set out to create Speakertunity as a resource that saves folks the opportunity to the time so that they can spend their time doing what they're really good at, which is getting booked, getting in front of audiences, and building, building their clientele and changing more lives. And so Speakertunity um, is a, we have three different uh, subscription products. The one that really applies here to what we've been talking about is Speakertunity Speaker Leads which gives people direct contacts where they can book themselves for speaking engagements all over North America. And these are an, a wide variety of speaking opportunities. We give you names, phone numbers, uh, emails, and submission links. Uh, and these are everything from local meetings of all kinds of organizations, women's, networking, conf um, uh, 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 cha chambers of commerce, holistic chambers of commerce, um, uh, civic organizations, uh, health and wellness organizations, human resource organizations, job search organizations, um, everything including things like the near-death experience uh, group or the Institute of Noetic Sciences. Uh, you know, these are great for people that are authors. Um, anybody that's, that's a coach, we're looking for entrepreneur organizations, et cetera, et cetera. And we have tons of them in every issue. Then we have conferences and conventions and lifestyle events and multi-speaker events where there are lots of people on, on the stage over the course of a day or a weekend. And the, the coordinator is offering people an opportunity to be on that stage or stage swaps. You'll be on my stage, I'll be on your stage. We put those in as well. Then we have associations. And then we have, um, we also have centers for spiritual living and unities. So if you have a message that appeals to that group, there's four of those in every issue. If you've got a book, we have uh, presentation-friendly bookstores. We have retreats, resort centers, and, and uh, holistic centers and lifestyle places that welcome speakers. So we bundled all of this up and we all always feature an organization in every issue. We say, here's what this organization does. It could be for, you know, could be seniors, could be my, one of my favorite is a group in the South called women on a mission to earn a commission. <laughs> I love that, that name. So, you know, whatever the organization is, we feature that organization. We say, go here to find your local chapter. And in every issue, we try to cover stuff in every region of the U S and Canada. And in addition to how, I want to give right. people a link. Speaker Tunities, S P E A K S P E A K E R T U N I T Y dot com. It's a really smart looking site. So this is this is a gold mine. Go ahead, Jake. I want to make sure that we capture that. Well, so people who actually subscribe to Speaker Tunity also get a private Facebook group where I'm putting in real hot current call for speakers. Whenever I'm learning about something, I'm putting it in there. And that's the timely stuff. This is coming up right away. These have an opportunity, jump on it. Now, <clears throat> here's the good part about that. All of this is only $35 a month. That's it. What would your time cost you to go looking for this kinds of stuff? Please. Certainly a lot more than $35 a month. All right. If uh, um, people come from this podcast, do you have any uh, free stuff to offer them? Can you talk about having, yeah. having a resource that you wanted to, to share with people? Absolutely. If they actually sign up immediately and then email me, and they have to email me as well, 
at Jackie at Speakertunity, um, I will give them a list of all the TEDx's in North America in the first half of 2018. You heard it here, S-P-E-A-K-E-R-T-U-N-I-T-Y.com. Now, uh, as you know, in a podcast, somebody might be listening to this, and we're recording this in 2017, it might be 2018, so I want to make it um, ongoing so people can still email you. Uh, so the website is speakertunity.com, and it's Jackie, J-A-C-K-I-E, um, just put it goddess, you know, it'll get there, Jackie <laughs> at speakertunity.com. Now, by the way, uh, you're a lot more lovely in person than you're on the picture on the website, so when you update your picture, oh, it, 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 you, you can, uh, yeah, you, you, you look better in person, and that, that was the whole point there. I, uh, as a conductor, I work with lots of artists, concert artists. And they would have pictures 10, 20, 30 years old, and they'd show up, and I'd say, hey, there's a picture here of somebody impersonating you. <laughs> You're so Thank right. Thank you. Oh, You're that so is right. Oh, my goodness. People show up, um, and there's a picture that looks really sharp, and you show up as an old guy, me, and they go, ugh. Rather than have an old picture, and I show up and say, oh, <laughs> you know, it's that, it's that moment where they're glad to see you, and it's a better impression than what they expected. And all of these things, Jackie, are just like, people ought to know this, but we don't, and we don't do it. Yeah, yeah, and that's true. And, and, you know, I, and, I, and Hugh, I even have a couple of other things that people should know about. Speakertunity also, we have two other subscriptions. One is where we will give you direct contacts for radio shows and podcasts, and there are at least four business podcasts in every single issue, and one health podcast and then a 10 or 12 different radio shows. You get 25 new contacts plus every month. That also is $35 a month. And then we have Speakertunity Summits. And that's for people, you know those virtual summits that always show up on your desk and you think, geez, I should have been part of this. But it's too late, it's already booked. We tell you in advance um, summits that actually have open guest presenter seats so that you can get on them. And nobody is doing that. And that is also $35 a month. And if anybody is interested in the whole bundle, all three of them, you get a nice $20 savings per month at $85. Is it speakertunitysummits.com? Yes, speakertunity. And actually, you can, if you want to see, in, speakertunity has them all. Um, if you go to the, to the main website, you can see each one of them. Got it. Well, speaker, speak. Speaker Tunity, a speaker opportunity. It's a play on words like Center Vision. Well, um, Jackie, this is priceless material. I, um, I, I hope people know why I, they got they got to know by now why I wanted you here. And we certainly let people uh, send uh, we send people to the websites for the people we interview because we don't interview anybody that doesn't have really good stuff to offer. And so while we're not main purpose isn't to to sell people things. I think this is not really selling. It's a no brainer. Um, I'm going to go in there now. I just need to know all these places to be and get in front of people. Basically we need, no matter what kind of business we have, we need to be in front of people. We need to be doing our shtick and we need to be doing it really well. So as we wrap up here at the end, uh, any closing advice or closing thought you want to leave in people's minds? Don't hide under a bushel. Go out and shine your light. Go out and deliver the message that's in your heart. Uh, you, and the more visibility you have, 
the better you'll feel and the better, the better those people who are receiving it and acting on it will experience life. Well, um, thank you, Jackie. This is uh, orchestrating success. This is how you do it. You want to convert your passion, which is all of that gift you have. You want to convert that to your to profit. That's going to feed you. It's going to let you do more of it. So, Jackie, thank you so much for sharing today. Oh, I'm so delighted to be here, Hugh. It's a joy and a pleasure. Thank you for giving me this beautiful opportunity to share this hour with you. Thanks for listening today to the Orchestrating Success Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes to stay focused on ways to redefine leadership and increase your profit. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.